What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh. It's Monday. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Uh, congrats to everyone who uh, competed at uh, Darnell this past weekend. Hope you guys all made it home safe. Uh, tag me some pictures. Send me some stories. Let me know what happened. I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, if you want to come to the show and talk about it, we can make that happen, too. But uh, not much going on here, guys. Like uh, It was a weird weekend. We had a cold front come in, and I went out fishing Saturday and Sunday, and water temps sucked, and... It was it was it was tough, man. Uh, I didn't really catch much, uh, but yeah, getting better at using my graph though. Um, that that you know that that's a good thing. So, uh, but yeah, man, we got my first tournament coming up next Saturday at Hanoi Lake uh, charity event for the New York KBF. I don't know. It's gonna. I don't know how it's gonna go. I don't know what the water temps are gonna be. What the weather? Like the weather's just gonna get cold again in the midweek. So I don't know. It's gonna be uh, gonna be challenging, but still be be good to go see all the boys and girls and people I haven't seen and shit who knows how long like covid and everything else probably been almost a year and a half for some of them but uh i don't know looking forward to getting back into it and obviously i got another tournament the following weekend with slay nation uh i'm running on oneida and then we got the big one the uh elite kayak fishing on Cayuga, the start of the season off I'm, I'm looking really forward to that that's kind of i'm putting a lot of emphasis on the elite kayak fishing league um it's a northeast thing um and I'm, I'm excited. I wish some of you guys can go ahead and start signing up for this event. This Cayuga is going to be fire. Um, and and if, if no one shows up, I might actually win this shit. So uh, I think we're up to like 24. I'd, lo- I'd love to see like 50 people, but we'll see. Um, a lot of you nerds like to wait till like the last minute to sign up for shit. So, uh, but anyways, I hope to see everyone there. Um, but we'll be talking about that in the next few weeks anyway. So, uh, but yeah, th- that's about it for me, guys. Just trying to get in the swing of things. My gear's looking good. My, my kayak feels awesome. I'm, I'm remembering how to fish a little bit. I'm remembering how to do the uh, CPR, like all this shit. So it's, it's been a good few past weeks to get me ready for the season. Um, you know, besides some of these cold fronts, it's been a great, great year, year so far. So, but um, yeah, I'm ready to get back into it, guys. I'm uh, not sure what's coming up next in the uh, community. Um, I don't know. There's got to be a tournament coming on somewhere. I know a lot of the other uh, local tournaments are kicking off. Uh, they haven't here pretty soon. Um, but yeah, man, just uh, dude, let me know what's going on. Uh, but yeah, let's jump into this thing. I'm excited about this episode. But first off, uh, my sponsors, I got to give some love. Uh, Sticks Fishing, awesome rod company that makes six rods to cover all your all your needs, all your lures and techniques uh, can be done with these six rods. Uh, complete set, man. They're the first ones who started this. It's you know, it's 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 an awesome concept. I've been doing great with it. I've been using their rods for about two years now, um, and now I'm part of the team. So, you know, I got a bunch, you know, not just six. I like to switch things up a little bit. But, uh, man, I just it, – it's, it's been a great fit for me because I'm not one of those guys who uh, – I, I don't do the whole, like, oh, I got to have this and this and this. It's got to be specific for this technique. I'm just – it's not my style. You know, I uh, I want to be as efficient as possible. And, yeah, some of the, you know, the actions and everything, that, that means something to me. But uh, whatever. I can do a lot with six rods. So um, really excited about those guys. Make sure you check them out. Uh, they got a, uh, a bot, you know, whatever, buy them or try them, buy, whatever. If you buy them, you don't like them, you can send them back. Um, but you're going to like them. But anyways, guys, uh, check them out. Use discount code DARKWATERS. Get yourself a discount. Uh, get the complete set. Quit fucking around. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, Excel Lures, uh, capital D, capital W15. Get yourself a discount on some badass plastics. I just done my inventory. I got so much plastics right now. But uh yeah, I got everything from uh, the Deception Worm to the Center Stick to the uh, Finesse Slammers, uh, the Adrenaline Butt. Dude, they got so many cool plastics, man, and, like, just tons and tons of badass colors. Uh, check them out. They got what you need. 
Once again, discount code, capital D, capital W, 15, get yourself a discount. Rogue Fishing Company. Uh, I don't need to talk about it anymore, but I'm going to because I don't want you to lose your shit. Don't lose your phone on the bottom of the lake. Don't lose your camp. Don't lose any of your shit. Uh, they got what you need. Check them out. Use discount code Darkwater. Get yourself a discount on some of their shit. So uh, those are my sponsors. Make sure you check them out. Uh, check out Slay Nation. They got some tournaments coming close to you. Uh, just, yeah, check them out. Uh, great organization. But uh, that's it, guys. Um, we'll jump into this thing. Greg Blanchard, I'm sure you guys don't know who he is. I'm sure you guys have never seen any of his YouTube videos. But in case, Greg Blanchard is probably one of the more popular anglers in the uh, – in our little corner of the world, uh, he's got one of the best YouTube channels, um, just thousands and thousands of viewers. Uh, he's been doing this for years, man. He's, uh, he's one of the best, one of the best at what he does with these videos, but uh, he's also just a great angler. Um, you know, he's, I mean, one year he placed third at the, the KBF National Championship and whatever. He's, 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 done, he's done a lot of great things. Uh, and uh, it, was, it was awesome having the show. He's uh, originally from my neck of the woods, uh, upstate New York, but uh, he's California now. But, uh, you know, we talked a lot of, a lot of stuff. I, I kind of geeked out on this one, asked him a lot of questions about some of the videos I've seen in the past. You know, just, just picking his brain and, and trying to get some cheat codes for uh, some of the lakes up here in New York. But uh, it was fun uh, all over the place. Didn't really have a place I really wanted to send a topic on. Just wanted to bring him on and uh, catch up with him because I haven't talked to him since last year. So uh, cool dude. You also, y'all know who he is. Keep watching him. Keep supporting him. And if you're new to this, he's definitely someone you want to watch. Uh, he's, I mean, there's a lot of new but people who are new anglers can tell you that uh, Greg Blanchard was where they all kind of started off at. Um, you know, when you Google kayak bass fishing, he, he's going to come up, um, especially on YouTube. But anyways, check him out, guys. Uh, got a few more episodes this week. I think Cody Milton's coming on um, Thursday. I, I have talked to Matt Scotch, but it's been a, been a minute. But he was supposed to come on this week, so we'll see. Um, oh, excuse me, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll put them out as we get them, but I uh, can't thank you guys enough for all the support. Make sure you check out my Patreon account. Like if you want to help out, that's cool. If not, the show will go on just whatever things aren't, whatever. just check it out. If you like it, no big deal. Uh, but anyways, guys have a great week and, uh, we'll see you out there. Ciao. <laughs>
Yeah, I think he was happy too. And the good thing was uh, that uh, definitely gave him a little bit more uh, bargaining room for more tournaments with the the family. You know what I mean? I think he's yeah. talked about it too. But it's not cheap to fish these tournaments and all this stuff and weekends away from home. And um, you know, it's always good when you can not only win but you know bring some money home too. So it was cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is this is definitely the most losing a sport. I've ever participated in. Like I, I've won at other sports. I've never won at this sport. Dude, that's the thing about fishing. It's you're gonna lose ninety nine percent of the time, and maybe more than that. I mean, even myself, even the really good anglers out there. I mean, their percentages are obviously a little better, but you know, it's 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 a crazy sport. It's one of a one of a kind, and you know, you just gotta. I think if you fish long enough, you get used to it. It's just, you know, it's one of those things you get used to. But, yeah, if you like winning, then eh, you might want to consider another tournament kind of series. Well, how have you been, dude? I can tell. We talked about this earlier. I can tell by your uh, your face and oh, yeah. you're wearing sunglasses. That you've always been fishing pretty hard the last few days. I know I know you had a tournament yesterday, too, as well. I talked to uh, yeah. our mutual friend, Shane. I think he fished the same tournament or actually threw, uh, ran the same tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been fishing a lot, obviously wearing sunglasses. It's, uh, it's coming towards an end, but it's been the, the spawn the past couple of weeks. So I've been really locking the shades on, as you can see, and, uh, been looking quite a bit. Uh, yesterday's tournament was at the Delta and, uh, you know, I had, it, it was a good tournament. It was a fun tournament, but dude, talk about feeling like a loser. That was one where I, you know, I would say of all tournaments, this is in the top three where it's really, really stung. Um, I had some bed fish. I had a good area of pre-fish uh, with some really big bed fish. But, dude, spring out here in California, it's windy 90% of the time. So I couldn't really see him. But I did hook into one right at the end. And um, it was on a bed. And it, it basically, I hooked it. It jumped off. And that was the that was the fish that would have swept everything. The tournament big fish all the side pots uh so i came in fourth yesterday which i was surprised i didn't think i was going to do that good but that fish right there and i know everyone's got a fish story but you can look at the video it'll come out it'll prove it uh that one would have been a nice one to have so i was like oh god but yeah Dude, everything's going so risky anyways though right i mean like uh like me and scott our mutual friend scott reynolds we did a uh, otisco last year and we decided we were going to bed fish and, uh, you know, I bedfished down the south part of Otisco. He bedfished up in the north. And I knew the wind was going to come. So I thought I had an hour or two uh, to go out there and catch those fish. And, you know, if, if I would have caught them, I'll still probably would have won because they, they were like, you know, 20, 22 inch, you know, small mount or whatever. And uh, I ended up losing miserably. And Scott won up in the north. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, like it's one of those things like bedfish. Like he literally, it took him like six hours to catch three fish and it just happened to be the three best fish of the tournament. It's just one of those things. It's like, if you're, if you're going to bed fish, it's kind of like frog fishing. Like you gotta be, you gotta really commit to it and uh, like live or die by that, you know, that, that, that technique of fishing. Dude, totally. I, yeah, it's, it's a risky move. And I, I will say from experience, I, I can remember, this is the third tournament now where the practice was leading into a game plan of bed fishing. It's the third one. And, I'm 0 for 3. I mean, granted, fourth is a decent finish, but it's never worked out. It just never it, it's never worked out for me. And I don't know if that's just because the kayak, you can't cover as much water or mark as many fish, but, you know, wind plays a factor, cooperation of fish. But it's risky, but it can pay off, especially if you got some big ones for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, so besides that, I mean, like, you, you've, you've already – like, your seasons have already started. Like, mine hasn't even started yet. Our, my first tournament is uh, – 
I think New York KBF has their first one uh, April 24th. And then from there on, it's like tournaments every weekend all the way until like mid June. They get a little bit of a break. And then, you know, Hobie comes, I mean, whatever, you know, you know the deal, like it's like, like my, my season even started. Yours started a, a few months ago. Like what's it been like so far? I got, I watched the video. I know you guys have done like a few of the big lakes out there, but I mean, what's the, I mean, has the weather gotten better? Like what's it been like the last, the last month or two? Yeah, dude, that's great. I, I always forget like that New York, you guys are like just coming out of winter right now. And I knock on wood, hopefully you are, but um well, dude, like, no no shit this morning. I went fishing. I went uh to a new lake today. I went to uh Canada Raga, whatever. It's like closer to Herkimer, it's like south. Uh, nice lake, got like like it's got it's got really good fish, but the water temps were like forty six to forty eight, and all I caught was a, a walleye on accident. Oh, man, my buddy caught one, but you know, it's just like, like, we're still not out of it. Like we pretend like we are because like the last two weeks we had like a really good warm front. Like everything was just perfect. And like, I was out there crushing them like a week ago, but like this week we had a cold front come in, temperatures dropped and just like, you know, like, oh, that's right. I live in upstate New York. Like I got cocky. Dude. I, yeah. I mean, I remember those days. Um, the cabin fever is a real deal. Uh, but uh, no, the season's, I mean, the season's going fine. I mean, we're still obviously in a lot of restrictions for tournaments. A lot of our tournaments have been, you know, open launch, open lake style events, really. Yesterday's actually was an open lake event. The lake we were supposed to go to, Lake Berryessa, uh, was not allowing tournaments. Um, so it was between like five different places you could fish. I picked the Delta. Uh, it was kind of a weird one because, um, it, you know, the crew that we usually hang with, the Dark Horse guys, um, they all went to Berryessa. And I just, I had to say, guys, I, I got some fish on the Delta located, so I can't make it up there. Um, but uh, yeah, I, that's always a good part of tournament season is hanging out with those guys. So I, things are start. Apparently the state's going to open up fully June 15th. That's what they say. Um, so we've got some big ones coming up, you know, in the, in the summer months in July, August at Clear Lake. So hopefully we can get back to near normalcy by then. Um, but yeah, the tournament, the season's going good so far. Uh, you know, you just reminded me, I, I feel fortunate that I've been fishing for basically every month this year and you guys are just yeah. getting, getting to it. Oh no, it drives me crazy. Cause like this year I took a break because I usually like to travel a little bit in, like the early spring, you know, maybe like one or two trips down South, you know, just get, get away from here and get back into the weather. But I ended up buying a new kayak this year. So I had to like, be careful how I spend my finances. Cause each trip, you know, if I go to a Hobie event in, you know, like Georgia, that's, you know, that's like a thousand or $2,000. So, and that's like a new kayak. So like I had to like take a break and like, you know, you know, focus my finances on get my new boat nice. and everything. So what'd you, what'd you get, man? I ended up going with the, uh, an old town, uh, big water. Uh, love it. It's so far. It's been my favorite kayak moves really old good. Town. For a big boat. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, you got the it. motor motor and all that stuff. Nope. Nope. The, uh, the big water, the one, three, two, it doesn't, it doesn't come with, as far as I know, it doesn't come with a motor. That's like the one twenty okay. and everything, but eventually I'm gonna have to go to the motor. But this year I was, I was going, uh, I was going like Hobie focus anyway, so I didn't really feel the need to like yeah. invest in a mo in a motor. But now, you know, as I'm starting to get better at fishing, I'm starting to understand like, especially up here with the drop shot and how important like Ned rigging and things <laughs> like that are. I'm like, I might want to invest in a motor because like, especially this time of year, dude, it's so windy. Like yeah. you're always getting like some of those like whatever winter late winter winds or early spring winds or whatever you want to call them, but like. There hasn't been a day that I've gone out in the water and it wasn't windy, you know? Yeah, dude. You know, I'd be interested. I'm hoping to get back to New York and fish with you guys for a couple of tournaments. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen early May like I wanted to. I think you guys got a couple of uh, tournaments in May, local ones. Yeah. Uh, but I'll be interested to see, like, how 
everyone, you know, cause like every year, everything's evolving as far as the kayaks, the motors. I mean, you can see it everywhere. You see it out here in California every year, every season is just like a different lineup of technology. And yeah. Yeah, I know that you guys are pumping out good numbers in New York and the scene's growing. So I'm going to just be curious to see how many like guys at the tournaments have the motors and the torpedoes and electronics i think it'll yeah. be interesting well especially like this year because like last year was the first year that uh new york kbf like allowed motors i think okay and so this year it's only going to get better and then obviously pan optics are, are a thing and like i can't imagine like i've been talking to your know, mutual friend bailey and like what's that going to be like on a, on, a, on a lake like Cayuga like during like you know like mid-may you know, that, that good pre-spawn and you got guys out there with like that, that kind of technology and a motor getting to those areas. I mean, it's, it's, it's getting to the point where it's like I, the fish low, just the fish, like my local tournaments. I'm like, I might have to upgrade. Like I know people talk, well, just cause you get there and faster and you have this, you still gotta learn how to catch fish. I'm like, yeah, but if I know how to fish and I got a few extra tools, that's not going to hurt me. It's not gonna make yeah. my life seem more miserable. And, I, and you know, I think about, especially like, you know, our legs, the finger legs that have, they don't have like a, you know, a natural, uh, a natural, uh, what of current and, and it, it has to be wind. And so you get out there like the, the fish, like some of the, like those, like those big lakes like that, like, dude, life would be a lot easier if I had spot lock. Life would be a lot yeah. easier if I had, uh, you know, those pan optics. I'm not saying it would make or break me. I'm just saying I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, dude. I think that's, that's like exactly how every piece of technology as far as kayak, well, fishing in general, but definitely kayak fishing, you know evolves that's like in the beginning when it seemed crazy to have a pedal driver i remember those days i'm talking like i'm 70 years old i'm not but uh, it was back in like 2014 2015 and you'd see pedal drives and it's like holy crap you need a pedal drive like what are you crazy and just over the years everything you know it, everyone it becomes the new norm and if you're not if you don't have it you're missing out and yeah there are certain situations where you know simple rig will get the job done but definitely doesn't hurt especially in these big tournaments on big water uh it's just the way of the future and it'll be interesting to see kind of where it leads to i i don't know i my guess is as good as anyone's yeah yeah because you know that's been like a topic we talked about a lot too like 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 what's next with it because right now i think it was uh like this year like early last year was the first time i saw i think it was cody milton he had like two or three monitors on his <laughs> plus his motor, you know, and then like today, I, I, or not this, but this year, I know I saw Casey Reed with his new or with his, uh, you know, his uh, sportsman, and he had two or three monitors. I'm like, like, like yeah. there's there's no room for pedal. Like, like pe pedal is gone. You have to have a motor because there's no way for you to have room to have like like what these guys are going with. And like to me, that's like dude, that's that's the technology. I know like Lake George last year. And some of our bigger tournaments last year were won because of pan optics because you know it was mm -hmm. like midsummer long it was like it was i think we had like covid pushed lake george to like august i think which is during august lake george is a hard lake to fish um because everything goes deep and those guys were literally on their pan optics like just just video game fishing and that's how they won the tournament i'm like dude that's definitely the uh where i see the future going because the way i see like motors like motors are gonna become cheaper uh, because yeah. they're not, they're going to become just like, oh, it's just a motor, but like the optics or, uh, you know, things like that. I think that's kind of where I think is like, where, where do we go from here guys? Dude. Yeah. That's insane. And I guess the good thing about certain aspects of like the sport is like caps on certain things. Like I think you can only have like three horse powered motors for kayak tournaments or legally or whatever. Um, and then like the kayaks can only be a certain length and width. 
but it's hard to draw a line with electronics, you know? Yeah. Well, where so, have you gone on electronics? I, don't, I haven't seen your, like, exactly what setup you're working with now. Uh, Ray Marine, uh, it's the Element Series. I've had it for a couple of years now. It's my second, really my second graph ever. My first one was Dragonfly, Ray Marine Dragonfly off of Amazon. Uh, it's a good unit, man. Like, it's got, you know, uh, down imaging and sonar and side imaging and all that stuff. Sorry about this, Greg. I gotta... you're, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. No, you're good. That's important, man. Um, no, I, I got the element, and um, you know, it's. I, I'd say it's relatively basic now as far as what the technology is. But I'm, I'm so used to it. I'm so dialed. You know, I'm honestly like a creature of habit. I like things that I'm used to. Um, I'm not saying I'm against ever getting a panoptics or something crazy, but. I don't know, man. Like, it, I just I, I'm comfortable with what I have at the moment, and it does take you know it takes a little bit of a jump for me to go to different. I mean, look at my boat. Look at the Titan I have. I've had it for like three years. It's yeah. all cr crusty and got scratches all over it, but it's because I like it and it works and I'm I'm dialed with it and um, yeah. So I love my element. It works for me for now. I'm not a crazy um, deep water fisherman, you know, like like a lot of yeah. folks are at using the electronics too much well that was one of the reasons i wanted to talk to you today because like I, i'm a shallow like I, I like the fish shallow one of the reasons i like the fish shallow is because i grew up i didn't grow up i like i'm trying to make you see more than what you are but you know like, you're one of the first people i started watching when i got into kayak fishing just just because of like, the random google uh <laughs> videos came up and, and i was also you know google you know kayak fishing upstate new york and, and it was you with the videos up here but you know like fishing shallow was kind of what i learned how to do you know watching you and watching, like i flip the same areas you flip now like you know um, you how much is that, that that really like? Because even though you, you travel all over the country and you fish different places, I think you would even the De Delaware, the Texas, the California, like all over the place. Um, you still seem to be fishing the same way. Um, mm -hmm. and I know there's like you know there's this, it's not an argument, but there's like it's offshore, shallow, blah blah blah. You know, gibberish, gibberish, gibberish. Like, but like, you haven't really changed much as far you know when I watch. I can I can honestly say this because I watch your videos. You know, every now and then I see you do a drop shot pretty deep on some of those California reservoirs and stuff like that. But uh, like, it's like you you do seem pretty comfortable at doing what you do, and like you don't seem to really be changing that much. You know, in a sport that everyone's telling you that you got to like evolve and you got to do this, but you, you seem to keep it pretty simple. Yeah, yeah, man, I do. Um, I, like I said, I'm comfortable with what I'm used to. And, you know, I, I would say if you, if over the years, you know, you can see, well, from the YouTube videos, like my fishing has evolved, but it's been very gradual. Like I've never really made like huge leaps and bounds in certain baits or techniques. It's always just kind of happened uh, gradually and naturally. Um, but, you know, I, I am comfortable fishing shallow. I think that's why I love the California Delta mostly compared to anywhere else um you know shallow grass fishing uh getting into the heavy cover punching frogging um and you can do obviously you can do that a lot in new york with you know Cuba, yeah. really anywhere um that has grass but yeah i mean for me it, i my main objective every time i go out there fishing is just to catch fish and i always am like well well what am i going to do to catch fish and it's always my go-to baits my go-to techniques so that's just how it is now. And I'm, I'm hoping that obviously I can evolve more, you know, into a more complete angler, more rounded, but it will be, you know, a process. And I think that's kind of like what's cool about fishing too, is there's so many like aspects of fishing and you know presentations and how technical you can get in certain areas. 
Um, this year, I'm hoping to continue on with some big baits. Um, I tossed around the Depths 250 a little bit. Uh, got a really cool uh, wake bait. It's called the, uh, you may have heard of it, the Toxic uh, uh, Wade Hogs. It's the one, actually, it's the one, SpongeBob. It's what Mike wants to Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that thing is a delta killer. Like in the summer, low light conditions, first thing in the morning, that little wake bait. I mean, it's got the beefy profile. It's got the clack on it. It's legit, it, and it works not just the delta, but everywhere. So, uh, hopefully, that's the next uh, you know technique I can get a little bit better at is just slinging, slinging bigger baits. Yeah. Well, I think like one of the reasons why I, I tend to stick shallow is because I haven't upgraded to where like fishing offshore is like. Um... Dude, it's a pain in the ass to fish offshore. I don't care what anyone says. Like, you know, even when, you know, I got down scope and I got side view and I was out there today just because water tips were so good. And like, you know, I was using it and whatever, you know, I caught a few walleye, uh, you know, using it, but still like, it's, it's a pain in the ass to try to fish, fish like that. Unless you have, and maybe this might be, cause I know you're like me, like you, you, you got a full-time job. Um, and so it's not like worth Like I don't go to a lake like two weeks in advance or a week in advance and sit there and, and get out there and really like get after it. Like, like I get maybe one, two days pre-fishing and then it's game on. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I, why I had like a problem with offshore fishing. Not that I don't, I know there's benefits to it. I know that there's a, uh, you know, there's, I know it works, but it's like at the same time, it's like, there's so much, so much stuff you got to do to like, you got so much yeah. you got to invest in it. So much uh, upgrades you got to do to really be like, if, if that's where you're going to put all your egg. Like if you're going to put your eggs in that basket, I feel like it's a, it's one of those commitments I just don't have enough time for or, whatever it's not efficient enough for me if that makes any sense yeah totally and you know i and this is just my opinion but i think the offshore fishing in general tends to be more favorite you know favorable for boats you know guys with the big motors they can spot jump and go anywhere on the lake they want they can mark a brush pile and 25 and you know another one 30 miles down you know wherever whereas kayak fishing you know if you got an offshore spot i mean that's great but it's, I think, I feel like offshore, you know, deeper fishing is more like spot oriented. Whereas, you know, kayaks in general, general, it's your shallow water fishing. You can cover water, you can zigzag around docks, trees, bushes, whatever. And uh, it just, you know, you're, you're more efficient as a shallow water fisherman from a, from a kayak. So yeah. that's maybe one reason I've never gone into it too deep um, out here in California. Not to say that I won't. Uh, I do do some deep water fishing, but not, not like, in the southeast with brush piles and ledges and stuff like that it's just not like out here right right yeah. so so let me ask you uh i gotta ask you this question because this is one of the things that's been bugging me like i've tried flipping you know what i mean which mm. is, i find flipping up here you know it's it's, it's tough. like down south i can flip because the water's not as clear um it's just set up different here i was watching you like some of your videos like the way you flipped and like those uh there's a certain area in KU, but I don't want to give up too much information. <laughs> uh, but, you know, flipping into, like, the grass up there, into, like, those weed beds, it's, it's, it was very shallow and very clear. Um, dude, uh, it doesn't seem realistic to me, but I watched you do it in the video, video after video, like, flipping those kind of things. Like, what exactly are you doing, and how are you targeting, and where, where the hell are those fish coming from, man? <laughs> I think I know what video you're talking about. Um, I, yeah. I'll tell you this, it's close to the north end. It's the only place you can look across and see like the uh, the like the weeds sticking up out of the, the water. So is there is there a restaurant near nearby? Not too far. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was just one of those deals, man. Like, I mean, they, fish are always going to be in the grass. I think the more important part of when you're flipping is dialing in 
a certain section of the grass or a certain depth or even like a you know the the density of grass or, or the kind of grass and that particular day if i remember correctly i i was very fortunate because that area had a lot of isolated grass patches a lot of isolated grass patches that were just coming up to the top matting over so they weren't like super thick you could still punch in there and i think at that time it was like a half ounce weight um but you know, it was it was a it was a warm day. I think it was su at least summer, and those fish were you know buried in the grass. So, you know, for me, if they're buried in the grass and you know where they are, there's two ways to get them. You're either flipping, punching it, or you're frogging. So you either got to make them come up, or you got to go to them. Yeah. So that was one of the deals where it, they were setting up good, um, and it was easier to call your shots. I mean, obviously, you make a million casts sometimes, and you always. You know, strike a fish every so often, but that that time it was a better, um, I guess, uh, hookup rate for is how many casts I was making. And the same thing happens out here, like at Clear Lake. You can find these isolated grass patches. You kind of you just do it enough to kind of, and this is I guess for all of my fishing, is you you catch enough fish a certain way during the day, whenever, and you kind of like start to make mental notes about oh, okay that one was in eight foot isolated patch that one was in seven isolated patch we flipped that you know seven foot patch but that had a weird bottom it was sandy it wasn't rocky so that you'd make all these little mental notes and you know, the, the goal is to eventually figure out you know dial in all these details that make every cast you're making in the high probability areas so that was kind of the deal with kugan like i said clear lake has the same thing you're, you're looking for similarities in what you're fishing and, uh, you know, if you can dial that in, you can usually be productive and catch some fish. Yeah. So I guess like my problem with like, like I'm good at flipping like deeper submerged vegetation. It's like when you get shallow, like when you can stand up and you can see, you can see the, you can see the ground and you can see, you see it, but you don't see like, it's, you know, it's not like your sight fish. I don't see any, the bass. Mm -hmm. And like, I know these areas that you were flipping and it's like, where's the confidence that you have to like, all right, I'm just going to flip here. And like, dude, I watch you flipping the areas. I'm like. I don't even know where that bait went. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like that shallow and like onto, and just like, like how to make this question make any sense. I'm sorry. Give me a second. But it's like, um, but I mean like, it's like, you're, you're, like you can't sight fish. You don't see anything, but you, you throw right. there anyways. Like, it's like, what is that indicator? That's a, it's just so Dude. weird. Like when, when I watch you, when I watch you shallow flip that, like flip that shallow, I'm like, I don't even know where to start with that. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. the problem that I have it up here. Cause we do have clear water. So you can't stand up and look and be like, I don't mm -hmm. see anything. So the easy answer is, is to go back or whatever. But like, I watch you guys, you flip into the stuff. And I'm like, like, holy shit. How did he make that work for him? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Good. That's good. Good question. Uh, trial and error, man. Like for, so in the video, it looks like I just was like, Oh yeah, let's just go flipping up oh, fish, crack fish. But I guarantee there was about 10,000 flips before that or in between where I didn't catch crap. So, yeah. you know, it's like with any pattern, any, any situation, uh, you're, you're going to get a hint and you can go off that hint, but dude, there's a lot of wasted time too, wasted gas. It's just about trying different things. And on that particular day, on that video, uh, I probably found that bite pretty quick or relatively early and just went, just went with it. And yeah. you know, it's, it's like everything I wish, I wish I could watch I wish everyone had like a GoPro camera and post it on YouTube. I'd love to see the crazy stuff. You know, when you hear people win in tournaments, I think what national championships, 2017 or 16, it was Kentucky Lake and we had snow and stuff and someone was catching them on a buzz bait. It's like, I would have never, I didn't even have a buzz bait with me, but you would never know unless you, you tried. So yeah. 
it's that it's just that thing if you got you, you keep trying you, you you get more confidence in certain techniques and you know it's, it just works for you yeah well like how does it make you feel like when you see like, like, like let's just say like Cayuga for instance like you know i've watched you catch fish there and then we have a mutual friend bailey Mm-hmm. Who goes out there and just smashes small mouth? You know, like you just—I don't know what. Like he obviously has that like like dialed in, and like, his offshore body is just incredible. Um, like that doesn't ever like change the way like you look at a lake, maybe like like how you want to go about it. Because I mean, when you watch the way you fish, and I'm not saying Bailey didn't work hard, but I'm saying like you, I mean, you when you watch the way you fish, like you're working really hard in those videos to find those fish. You show cast, you show. Dude, you might even show a video where you don't even catch a fish. Who knows? But it's like yep. you work really hard for those. And, like, you know, I'll talk to Bailey. Like, I'll say, hey, like, damn, Bailey, it's a nice fish. He's like, yeah, I caught about 30 of them today and it, in those in these little spots. And I'm like, well, why the hell are we wasting so much time? <laughs> like, you know, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't want to call it that, but I almost feel like junk fishing a lot of times. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, Bailey's – I think Bailey's got that leg dialed pretty good. I think he's – he just is one of the guys out there that knows how to catch him well. But it does make me wonder. It's like, what is, what is he doing? You know, yeah. what is he doing? It's like guys out here on the Delta with the tournaments come in with like 35 pounds. Uh, you know, it's like, what are they doing? And you and they'll say, oh, we're punching. But it's like, okay, where, how? You know, stuff yeah. like that. But no, dude, I definitely wonder how these guys crack such big fish and seem to be so good with certain like It's it's mind-blowing. I, I, like I said, I wish I could spy on everyone and – figure out what they're doing <laughs> yeah because i mean especially like it's something like a delta because you know i hear about the delta i've never fished the delta but i've talked to you i've talked to rip lips whatever yeah. i've talked to them all and it's just like it's, it's like they tell me it's like it's one of those places like it's like you either got it or you don't got it like there's a lot of yeah. people like that will win they'll win a life you know whatever savings on a, on that lake and there's people who will never catch a fish on there it's, just, it's, yeah. it's a very tough place to fish and it, it's like it's just one of those spots like you you got to know and you got to put time on there. You feel like you put enough time on there by now? It's been like three years. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm starting to get used. To, yeah, I do feel more comfortable. But man, I tell you what, the Delta is definitely one of those places. It's really about spots, locations. Like you, I, I've told multiple people this. Your, your day, I hate to say it, but your day could be decided depending on which launch you go from. Like you, it's your fate's decided. Um, you can adapt obviously and make it work. But, uh, dude, the Delta is, I mean, the Delta is tricky. It's tough to figure out where the tides swing, you know, the tide swings can be everything on the Delta. And, you know, I remember, I think it was my first or no, it was my second year here. Dude, I hated the Delta. I think if you go back to the, my videos from then, like I did not fish the Delta. I was so stuck. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I just didn't know what to do on a low tide and everything's blown out. It's like, what do you do? I mean, so I am starting to feel more comfortable and confident in that, you know, I can go out there and catch fish, but it's never a guarantee. And that's, I think, you know, what makes the Delta really, really special. And for those guys that figure it out, you know, it's like, it can be amazing if you really figure it out. But again, I think, unfortunately, I think that's more for the boaters that are, you know, running. I mean, if you look at the Delta on a map, dude, it's like, a crazy maze i like i like looking at lakes and places like a playground because it's like our playground and the delta is one hell of a playground i mean it is a freaking maze you can fish it's crazy but that's what i love about it but i think the boaters you have to be a boater to be a true like delta stick because you have to be able to run spots run tides stuff like that yeah Whereas kayaks, you're trying to adapt. You know, right. I think that's what we're good at is adapting to situations presented to us. 
Well, I think yeah, I, I feel like that too. Like I feel like we like because we're limited to what we can do. It's like you know, like you know, I've watched some of your videos, and I know some of the places you fish. Like I remember one video that you were fishing Oneida for uh, whatever the state championship or something like that. And like I know what area you picked, and it's like like you pick that area. So like, you're going to be here. Like you're going to have to live yeah. and die by that choice. Um, you don't have a lot of time. For, I mean, like you got to move for like, if, if this doesn't work for you, then you got to decide like, is it worth me loading my shit up and moving <laughs> to a launch as possibly, especially if Oneida, if I'm looking at, you know, if we're talking about like where Toad Harbor is, there's only like the next launch is either uh, 20 miles that way, or you got to go 50 miles around to the other side of the lake to go hit that. I mean, the launches aren't that like uh, close together. So you have to make a choice um, on what you want to do. And it's, it's just yeah. not that easy to make it. So sometimes you gotta be like, well, this is just the choice I made and you gotta mm -hmm. start breaking down water. Cause there's fish there. Um, but you just, you have to be adaptable and you have to make it work for you. Yeah, dude, that's, that's one of the strategies in the tournaments is, is picking areas that, you know, are versatile. And I think some of the best guys out there, um, are good at that they know an area or they pick an area that they can change it up quickly if they need to i mean nowadays actually it's kind of becoming from what i've seen it's kind of becoming how fast you can put your boat back on your truck and go to another spot like that's another element to kayak fishing now which i don't like because i it takes me forever to unload and load <laughs> but yeah. um yeah i think some of the best guys out there you know they pick those spots that are you know super versatile they can change it up if they need to and uh they, they just make it work yeah well, like, you know, just go back because like, we're talking about a little bit of competition. Like, like you're a little bit different. Like, you know, I've talked to a lot of the other guys, you know, Snyder's and, and Milton, and all those guys, and those guys, they're, you know, they live in their vehicles and they live on the road. <laughs> they travel, they travel, and get, you know, God bless them. You know, I mean, we all wish we had that kind of freedom, but some of us don't. We just we made choices. It's like, but you know, you you love your job. I know, like you said, like you know, like fishing is different to you. It's like you love your job, you work, and then you fish to get away from work. But you know. You like to go back to work when fishing's over with. Yeah. Uh, like when it comes to like pre-fishing, like what do you really do to try like maximize it? Because you're you're lit under time. It's like to really maximize it and, and really decide what you want to do on game day. Like what are some of the things that you really like? Also, you, you got to have a system by now. Yeah, I mean, so just to set the record straight, I I will say this: I am a little bit more on the fishing side, freedom-wise, time-wise. I do still work as a PT, but uh, I do have, I'm very lucky I, I can fish a lot more nowadays. But uh, yeah, I mean, pre-fish for me is, is, has been the same for, you know, since day one. It's, uh, you know, you're, you're exploring a lake. If it's a new lake, you're trying to learn the lake, trying to learn. I like learning just like the logistics of a tournament. Like, does the ramp, is it like a hundred yards down to the uh, yeah. water? Is there good parking? You know, all that stuff so that you're not fumbling around on tournament morning and you're, you know, doing whatever you don't need to be doing. But for pre-fish, man, it's just looking for, like we were talking about earlier, like a, a pattern, a bait, anything that, you know, you're just throwing, a, to me, fishing, you're throwing a bunch of darts at a board and hopefully one or two sticks. And then you can, you can kind of, you know, go into those darts and explore a little further and see if it works here, see if it works other areas. You know, for me, pre-fishing is not about catching a million fish. It's about, you know, just learning the lake. And, and, and I like finding a depth, to be honest, especially out here in California where we've got a lot of deep reservoirs. Not so much the delta, of course, but we have a lot of tournaments out here where you can catch them in two, but you can catch them in 40, 50. So for me, what, you know, pre-fishing has been is finding a depth, finding a depth that I can relate to. And it, it's actually... 
uh, been extremely helpful because I found that that has been reproducible more than anything else out here as far as like a pattern is finding a certain depth right. the fish are relating to. Now, has that always been? Because like I'm, I'm going to take this advantage just because you happen to uh, fish the same lakes I fish and done tournaments on the same lakes that I did. So I'm not asking you for any of your spots. <laughs> but uh, you like, but I know some of the areas you fish. I know a lot of it had to do with grass uh, and things like that. Like, what are you looking for? Like, like and these, I'm talking. I'm strictly talking about New York lakes because like, New York lakes, I think, are just they're natural lakes, and they're they are the way they are with the way they you know with their vegetation and things like that. Um, like, what were you really looking for back in those days? Like fishing the lakes up here because you know I watched the way you fish Oneida, and I fished some of this. You know, I, I can kind of tell where you were at. Just because it's mm -hmm. my home lake, and I'm just like, I have no idea why you decide to fish out there. I know there's fish out there, but I don't know. Like there wasn't like there wasn't anything like that I saw in some of those areas that were like very like significant. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. And so I'm I'm, I'm kind of curious, like when like, when, you're, when you're someone who likes to fish grass and, and you're looking for grass like that, like what are you really looking for? You know, unless you just crush them in pre-fishing or something like that. But like, what are you really looking for? And like. To me, that's all the only thing I really know how to fish up here is like yeah. find the grass, find the warmer water, and go find them. But like, how did you really kind of look at it? Like, what was it you, some specific things that like like drawing you to an area? Yeah, the, I'll be honest with you. The Oneida one was that like 2015, maybe 2016. I'll tell you what, I was looking for. Yeah, I absolutely not. I don't know. I don't know what I was looking for. That was a situation. That was a state championship. I don't, I, I think I tried to pre-fish once. I was working full-time at that time in Canandaigua. Um, so I, I tried to pre-fish and the wind was crazy. Kicked me off the water. So I think I went in blind on tournament day, or maybe I had one day of pre-fish. I'm not sure. But that was a case, dude, where I didn't know where to go. I didn't really know what I was looking for, but I knew that I loved the rage menace and I knew I like flipping grass. So I'm like, okay, there's some grass. Here's my rage menace. Let's flip it until our arm falls off. And that was kind of how it was, to be honest. And I would love to say that, you know, back in those, well, those days you're talking about in New York, you know, I was really dialed. I was like, oh yeah, I'm looking for this kind of vegetation and off the you right. know, deeper water access. Dude, I was just looking with my eyes and fishing what looked good. I, I was comfortable flipping a, a rage menace at the time and whatever other baits I was throwing. And I was just fishing hard and fishing stuff that looked good. There was nothing specific to what I was doing. And yeah, I'm going to say, Greg, that's kind of, I guess I, that's where I, that's where I'm at now. Cause like, that's, that's kind of how I approach the tournament. If I, if I can find the grass, I know <laughs> I, I got an idea of what I need to do. Um, but I guess what I'm looking at is like, do like, cause you know, fishing grass is such a risky thing anyways, because mm -hmm. you know, some of these lakes, like the, like the North end of Cayuga, the uh, the west end of Oneida, or yeah, the west end of Oneida, you know, some of these lakes. It's like that's where the you know, to me, that's the best areas to fish. It's where the grass is. It's where like it's just it's what I know how to fish, yeah. uh, you know. And so it's just like how do how do we determine like how to make that you know more, I guess, what efficient or uh, just yeah. you know, decide like how's you know how to make this work for us instead of just going out there and just doing like a routine flipping and throwing a chat yeah. and yeah, you know, like and it's it's such a tough thing to kind of because yeah. you know maybe i should try something else maybe i should go fish the uh you know or whatever i mean it's just it's just a, it's it's one of those things about tournament fishing i'm like do i need to change it up a little bit and, and, and see how mm -hmm. that goes or do i just stick with what's comfortable yeah no dude that's great a good question like i mean obviously in the spring summer fall i mean you know anywhere in new york if there's grass the fish will probably be there you just yeah. know it so that's just a given and yeah it's it's you said like you have like the routine flip chatterbait but 
to me, that's not a bad strategy. Like that's not a bad strategy. Like you're fishing the things that should work. I guess where for me, where it might come into play is if you're figuring out a bite that maybe is producing a little bit better fish. You know, if you're you know throwing like a drop shot or a senko, and you know you're getting a bunch of bites, but they're not big. Versus if you're throwing a chatterbait, you're not getting as many bites. Maybe even you're fishing a bait, you're only getting a bite an hour, but it's a bigger bite. So as far as like tournament strategy, I think that's where it makes a difference in, in those decisions. You you make the right decision to pick up a bait or you know fish a certain area and break it down to, to give yourself a better chance at catching bigger fish. So it, I wish there was a simple formula to it, but it's it really is all about decisions. And at the end of the day, you're going to know if you made the right ones or the wrong ones. And more, yeah. than, more often than not, it's usually the wrong ones. Like we so, talked hey, this, about, this you're going like to lose more than often. Yeah, like, I, I don't know why I got into the sport. I was doing fine. <laughs> Life was good. I was in great shape. I was lifting weights. I was running three to five miles every day. And that was when I found kayak fishing. I got a little chubby. I got a little less. <laughs> and, you know, here I am trying to figure out how to win these tournaments that just like it's dude, there's it's so addicting. many things packed up against you man it's it's yeah it dude it's addicting i mean i'm addicted to fishing in general but i don't know man kayak fishing there's just different elements of kayak fishing you know it's like everything from like tricking out your rig to just going through your baits rods and I, i'm obsessed i mean i still will just go i'm sure everyone hopefully everyone can relate i'll still just go sometimes out to the garage and just kind of like look at my tackle and just like see what i can do and you know you're just like oh you know, let's, let's play around it's like we allows it allows us to be kids again you know we got yeah. little lures and gadgets and stuff and i don't know i i just love it i'm actually gonna go fishing tomorrow i shouldn't i probably should do productive things but i fished a tournament yesterday i'm sunburnt i'm beat but Dude, I'm obsessed. I'm gonna go fishing tomorrow. I have to. I just I, the, the urge is always there. I don't know why? Yeah. All right, we'll wrap this thing up soon, Greg. Uh, I gotta ask you though, because uh, you know, last time it was a, uh, I was doing a, a podcast with you and uh, Instant, and so I had to like, you know, keep it, keep it, you know, keep the conversation different. But like, what do you miss about New York, and what was your favorite lake to fish tournament wise? Mm. I think the thing I miss most about New York is. And I don't want this to come off in a bad way, but there seems to be less pressure in general. I think that comes down to there's more places to fish, especially from a kayak. But dude, it's out, it's different out here in California for sure. I'm sure it's similar in well, dude, I if you watch I went to so Southern California earlier this year for the first tournament, an ABA event. We waited like over an hour in line at the gate to get into this lake. And that's every weekend in Southern California. Any lake you pick, you're going to sit in line unless you get there like two. Some people were camping overnight just to be one of the first ones in line. Yeah. And But it just goes to show the pressure out here is there's a lot. But I think that's what I miss most um, about New York is, um, you know, the, there's not as much pressure. It, it feels more. I don't know, scenic, I guess, when you're fishing. Um, some of the places in New York, the Glacier Lakes, of course, Cayuga. Um, I would say one of my favorite places to fish is kind of where you know my roots come from as far as kayak fishing. It's that Seneca Cayuga Canal, um, the, the one that connects Cayuga Lake and Seneca uh, Seneca Lake and runs right through Seneca Falls and Waterloo and Geneva. Uh, it's it's where I started kayak fishing, where I gained a lot of confidence in certain techniques and really just gained confidence in fishing out of a kayak versus the bank um so that would be one of my 
And you'll have, you know what? I think you have to quote me on this. I'll, you have to look in the archives, but I think I'm undefeated on that canal with tournaments. I think we fished like four, and I think I won them all. I'm sure I get my, I'm sure I get my butt whooped now because there's just, you know, so many good anglers. But uh, that's my, that's probably my favorite place to fish, and probably where I'll fish first when I come home this year. Yeah, I think like one of the things that I feel like we're really spoiled up here is that we do have like. We have so many fisheries up here. You know what I mean? It's like there's been times where I would go to Oneida and the ramp, like, like not just the ramps, but even like the plate, like like Toad Harbor where I like to launch. We just have like a billion, um, you know, whatever, like bluegill anglers, what do you want to call them, crappy fishermen. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to launch here and ruin their good time. So I would just go find like a spot. You know, I'd go up to um, um, anywhere. I'd go anywhere. Like and find like the Seneca. You know, I would go to the Seneca, you know, that canal you're talking about. I'd go up to uh, – some of the, the tributaries up there off of Ontario. Like I could find a place to fish that wasn't like overly pressured that like, and, and, and still have a good time. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we just got so much up here. I feel like we're really, and I don't think the rest of the country understands like, like how spoiled I feel up here in upstate New York. Yeah, dude, that's what I, it's great. I mean, and if you look at, I'm sure everyone in New York has looked at Google earth and like kind of explore, there's a lot of like hidden gems that you probably could like, you know, between the canal systems and the rivers and obviously the lakes and creeks and everything, there's a lot of places that I'd be, uh, I'd be curious to see if you can drop a kayak. I'm sure you can some, some way or another. Um, but yeah, man, I'm looking forward to getting back there. Hopefully we can get together and fish a little, a couple tournaments. I'm not sure what's going on in, yeah. you know, end of May. I'm looking end of May, hopefully getting back there. I, I try to strategize my trips there when the fishing's prime. I, I'm obviously not coming in, you know, February, March. Yeah. It's, when you guys are still snowed in. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think what's coming up. I, you know, I, I'm running a tournament here May 30th or May 29th on o, on Odaga. Hmm. Dude, there's tournaments like every weekend here because like Justin's doing his tournament series. I started my tournament series. Like, you know, we got East, West, like everything. There's so many tournaments up here right now, dude. It's really good up here right now. Yeah, that's exciting. I think you guys have you got have Hobie coming to Champlain. Yes, that's gonna be. Yeah, I'm definitely doing that. That's late June. Late June. Okay. Yeah, and then we got we got the um, the regional thing, uh, elite kayak fishing, mm-hmm. uh, which is like five, you know, four or five tournaments across the Northeast, and we're doing Cayuga yep. May eighth. And dude, there's dude, you're dude. missing out. Like, I'm sure California is great with all its sunshine <laughs> and, and the communism, and everything else that goes <laughs> on over there. But uh, you know, just kidding, bro. That uh, was but, on know. my list though. That elite event on May eighth. Unfortunately, I am. So I'll just be. I'm waiting for the new Slayer. I'm trying to get a Slayer Max ten native slayer max 10 to new york and i'm trying to coordinate my trip with that but okay. uh there's a little i'm not sure when it's coming so um but no that one was on the radar that on kuga may 8th you guys should crush them i'm sure that's gonna be a slug fest well uh, hopefully i win that cause I, I talk way too much shit not to so dude it's your time we can we can do the thing we did with mike we can talk about you have you won a, have you won a yet or close I no no dude like I uh I I have horrible tournament luck. Uh, in fact, the one tournament that I thought I was going to do good, like you were at, it was uh, it was Otisco, I think two yeah. years ago. It's like any other tournament, the inches I had would have won me that tournament. But because that tournament was so good and so fire, I think me and you, I think you were thirteenth and I was twelfth. But we were like, like dude, like dude. our just dude, we everybody yeah. crush it, and that was the close. And that's usually what happens to me whenever I do good. Everyone else in the lake does good, so it's like it's. it's I was it's, happy. With, yeah, I was happy with what we had. Like we were right around fifty-three inches, right? I was like, yeah, oh, this is like top five easy. And nope, like people nope. were cracking near sixty. I was like, oh, yeah. never mind. 
But yeah, man, maybe this is the luck of coming on your podcast. We should, you know, give you some sprinkle a little luck in your direction, and then you'll you'll win one like Mike there's, did last time. There's definitely something special about my podcast because Mike Instinct wasn't the only one. There's been people that have come on podcasts, like uh, Jake Harshman. He came on podcast. No one knew who that guy was. He's just some nerd from Pennsylvania, and he came on my <laughs> podcast and he wins like he wins Seminole, you know, the first tournament, you know, Hobie event of the year. And then Mike Instinct comes in. I'm the only one who doesn't benefit from my podcast, so I, I don't know. We'll sprinkle something on it, but uh, yeah, dude. Like, we're, like I said, we need to wrap this selling up so you can get back to life. But uh, what's next for you, dude? The videos are still fun; they're still great. Uh, what what do you what else do you plan on doing with? It? I know, like you just recently said that uh, you're fishing more than you used to. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, last time I talked to you, you were more like just working all the time and and, and fishing, you know, on the side. But some of the things have changed. Like, but what, what's next for you? Like this year, like what are you, what are you really trying to you know, plan on doing with the videos? Uh, you know, I know you're doing the best you can out there in California. Uh, do you plan on coming to the East Coast and try to hit some of the, the bigger tournaments? Like what? Yeah, man. Um, definitely trying to fish as much as I can, as always. Um, so as far as this year looks like the rest of the year, I'm going to definitely get to New York one way or the other. Hope in May at some point. Um, fish, is the tournament's available at the time, you know. Uh, I think 99% sure we're going to head to Texas, going to try to get to Texas for the uh, Bassmaster Kayak Classic. I mean, I think I, I someone's you like the top three get to go on the classic stage for their day one weigh-in, the big one. Like, that's insane. That's crazy. Like, I'm going to make that trip just to have that potential opportunity. Um, just, you know, the tournaments around here and, you know, as far as YouTube and filming, um, same old, same old. Just try to, you know, keep it, you know, fun, mix it up. I mean, ultimately, I'm fishing no matter what, so I'm going to might as well film it and put it on YouTube. I will say I got one video coming up probably in the next couple of weeks that's going to be something I've never done before or very different from what I've put out on the channel. Usually, you know, it's pretty straightforward. video. You see me talk, I fish, I talk at the end goodbye and then occasionally mike ensign and the dark horse guys are in there chugging beer farting or whatever they're doing um but i do have a video in a couple weeks that's going to be different i'm really excited for it i think it's going to be well we'll see how the feedback is but uh stay tuned for that one that's going to be a a real interesting one okay like i I gotta ask you this question this is my last one um technology like like as far as like recording your show and you know and, and, and whatever the editing has anything changed for you? Like, like have you ever thought of like, cause there's some people that are losing, they're using the drones now. Mm-hmm. And I think I've seen you play the drone a few times, but like, is there anything you're looking at different? Like maybe like, I don't know where this far, you know, this, this whole YouTube thing and like recording yourself, it's getting better and better every year. Is there anything that you're seeing in the future that you want to try? Uh, you know, I, the only thing that kind of comes to mind potentially to try in the future is maybe not having a full time, but maybe try to hire some a cameraman yeah. to do, you know, like a, like a full coverage of a tournament, kind of like you see with like Scott Martin or Jacob Wheeler, some of their videos they right. put out where they've got a dedicated cameraman. You can just get more content, more footage. And like I said, I'm not saying that I would have a full time one. I couldn't, but maybe for like even Texas, maybe for the classic, I got a, a buddy down there that films, maybe try to hire him to, you know, just capture it from a different different angle. I think that would just, uh, you know, try to mix it up a little bit, make it a little different. I think that'd be pretty cool too. So that's really the only thing that kind of comes to mind as far as you know, changing changing the content. All right, cool. All right, Greg, take some time. Think who you want to thank that makes fishing easier for you. Uh, let people know they can follow you, and uh, you know, whatever. This is your time. 
Yeah, man. Uh, I've got some good companies backing me this year. Uh, Native Watercraft, of course. Um, they've been with me for a couple of years now. NRS, you know, love their apparel, life vests, you know, uh, the champion bibs, the boots, everything. They're always in there. Um, we've got Pure Fishing this year, which is really nice. Uh, you know, com- really, you know, good pickup and company, a company that I love and the baits that I've, you know, used in forever. I've had, I think one of my first bait casters was a Abu Garcia Black Max. So uh, pure fishing, working with Abu Garcia and uh, Berkeley Bates, um, and Bioino batteries, the lithium-ion batteries, you know, powering everything from the coffee maker and the truck to uh, you know the, uh, the the Raymarine element, um, and then we got Torquedo, of course, Torquedo making me uh, able to cover 12, 12 to fifteen miles on the water. I just put a second battery in my little black box in the back. So now I can, you know, basically get off the water and not feel dead. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think all guys that don't have a motor know that feeling. And the day when they load their kayak, they're like, oh, my God. So that's those are the companies that I've been working with. And Sierra Nevada, of course, uh, I'm not drinking one of their beers. That's a shame on me. But uh, they uh, uh, have always uh, been a big supporter of uh, the channel and the, and the Dark Horse division and uh, keeping us well, well hydrated on tournaments. All right, man. Well, I appreciate coming on the show. Dude, please hit me up when you come here. Uh, whenever you come here, like I'll definitely like wherever I know. We, I don't know exactly where you live, but I know we're only like an hour or two apart, so we can find a definitely. place to go fish and uh, whatever. We'll, we'll figure it out. But dude, I can't wait for you guys to come up here. Uh, good luck with the rest of the season, and uh, let's stay in touch. All right, sounds good, man. Thanks for having me on. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Later.